Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. This episode is going to be pretty interesting um, because I, well, let me let me get into the sentence that we've got this this time around first. The sentence is this. Between you and I, who is he talking to? Okay, I think there are a couple of things going on here, and I'll tell you why I'm a little bit unsure here in just a moment. I'll do the second part first. I think the who should be whom, and it sounds a little weird to say whom is he talking to because we usually say something like, to whom is he talking? But we've already established that it's okay to end a sentence with a preposition, so I guess whom is he talking to would be okay, even though it sounds super weird. I also think maybe it ought to be between you and me? Yes, you're right. On both counts. On both counts. Great! (laughs) So let's go now, bye! Yeah, Yeah, I think we're done. We've done it. (laughs) We've done it, and we now established that. But I want to add one thing in here, which, of course, Kathy agrees with. There is some debate nowadays if either one is is incorrect in terms of usage. Yes. You don't necessarily have to say either anymore. And there are different degrees of um, opinions, actually, on that, on this matter, which we're going to discuss right now. Well, I want to start with the between you and I, because that is something that I know some people say it's used so widely, it's acceptable. It sets my teeth on edge. And in fact, I was looking around to see if other people agreed with me. Back in um, 2014, NPR did a, a thing. They asked their, all the listeners, what bothers you most in grammar? And the I, me misuse, the I, me complications was number one. They were saying if it was a grammar hall of shame for NPR, I and me would be the first entrance into it. Yes, I, I want to say, first of all, that I... Um don't really know how to diagram a sentence. So I couldn't really, if I were explaining this to someone else, I couldn't really tell them why it's it's right or wrong. But I do usually get the I, me, this between you and I was a little bit on the edge for me because I wasn't totally sure. But when you're saying something like, uh, Harold and I got the sentence from you, that one's obvious. Or or also when you would say something like, you gave the sentence to Harold and me, right? So I would, I, would get, I would get those correct, even though I couldn't tell you subject, object, whatever is going on there. Um, but I'm with you that it, even, the, even though I can't explain it to people, um, because I'm, I, it's just never clicked for me, it does also bother me especially especially when it's something like someone would say you gave the sentence to Harold and I which is just not yes not that's what, and you hear you hear that use of it more and more and more like I see that on Facebook or on Twitter here's a picture of my father and I and you wouldn't say here's a picture of I exactly but, but that's what you're saying exactly uh, the one thing I'm going to add in here just to quickly explain it is between and for are both prepositions and if a noun follows a preposition the noun isn't what's technically Uh, called the accusative or the objective case, in which case it's the him, the me, between, between me, between him, between them. 
So it's the it's that's the objective case. The nominative case or the subject case I is not used after a preposition. So it, it technically or in the old school of language, it should always be between you and me, or between him and me, between them and me, etc. Okay, that's really good to know. It's also nothing I'll ever be able to repeat to anyone else ever, <laughs> unless I go back and listen to this. Um, but but that is good to know. I mean, I, I'm glad to have it explained to me. Well, the problem is though is is because we got it drummed into our heads so much that you shouldn't use me in many cases people do what's called hypercorrecting. So they, they think the I is right. They, they got in their heads, me is always wrong, me is bad, me, me sounds ignorant, me sounds uneducated. So they say I and they end up actually doing it incorrectly. But then I just have to, uh, let me just finish, for, I'll make it really quick, is there's people like me, not like I, who, who hypercorrect again. I got so aware of I being misused that I've started using me when I should be using I. I mean, it's just, it, it gets crazy. Can I throw a spanner into the works, as the Brit may have said in the 1940s? Um, <laughs> or wrench into the machine, I guess now you'd say. That, what Kathy just said about hypercorrection is now, and we've talked about this, is now a focus of rather intense debate and frankly even ridicule. A number of linguists claim that between you and I, they look backwards and they go, well, between you and I was used, for example, in Shakespeare. And between you and I was used by Ben Franklin, apparently fairly frequently. So therefore, is it hypercorrection or is it just in the 1800s when the, all these grammar books came out, suddenly everyone got really strict and said, no, you can't say between you and I. So oh. in other words, the reasoning is different. Uh, but now, ah, ha, ha, I have another spanner. <laughs> Actually, though, if you look back, like in the 1600s, they, there were gra there's a book called The English Grammar that, that, that says between you and I is incorrect. So my so some people, now there are also those linguists who say that the whole 1800 thing, who's to say Ben Franklin didn't make a mistake? Same with Shakespeare, you make a mistake. They made a mistake. They shouldn't have said between you and, you and I. So it was just an error. It wasn't correct. Now, I'm sorry to drag you there, but now I'm going to agree with you and re-throw <laughs> another spanner into the works. Now, I was thinking about this last night, and I was wondering if the hype people who are ridiculing hypercorrection, saying, no, it's not hypercorrection, it's been historical, are wrong, and Kathy, in effect, is right. And maybe there are two reasons people used between you and I. In the past, it was a mere mistake. And then in the present, it is hypercorrection. And there are, in effect, two causes. And I was thinking, in effect, um, there are two reasons why you're using between you and I. One reason is just a basic mistake. That was the early 1800s. The other reason is you're doing hypercorrection. And the analogy I sort of got into was whole wheat bread, oddly enough. In the early 1800s, people who ate whole wheat bread were, were poor. The reason they ate whole wheat bread was they couldn't afford white bread. In the 2000s, the people who eat whole wheat bread tend to be richer. The reason they don't eat white bread is they're not poor. So I'm wondering, in effect, there are two different reasons. And the linguists who are saying, aha, people used uh, between you and I as long ago as Shakespeare's day. Yeah, they did. And they, they were wrong then and they're wrong now, technically. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but we always assume that people got things more right earlier on, even though people were dumber uh, earlier earlier on. But but just just thinking about the fact that, OK, Ben Franklin and Shakespeare just plain got it wrong. It's not that 
it was okay then. Um, it it's that they they also got it wrong. Oh, completely. I don't think that's that surprising. That's yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And using that as an example of correctness doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up something that that is a very extreme and kind of absurd example of this that you may have heard. Uh, I hear it um, more often than I'd like, and that's uh, when people ha- have you heard. People using this same sort of phrase uh, in a possessive. So they'll say something like, Ross and I's dinner was great. Boy, I have not heard that. Have you you never heard that? No, you hear that? Oh, yes. Oh, really? That would drive me absolutely bonkers. Right? Yeah. yeah, Have you, Ross? I have not heard it, no. Yeah, I I mean, I I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I hear it a a lot, but but I do hear it. I, I would say I hear it almost Anytime anybody's trying to figure out how to make a possessive by still naming two people, so um, it, it sound it it I mean it sounds a little weird to say something like Ross's and my dinner was really nice. Uh-huh. So they so because they know that that I is supposed to be in there somewhere in the sentence, they say Ross and I's dinner. Golly, I'm gonna start listening for this. Now, I've not heard it. I just looked it up. Yeah, I just and, and, I, okay. It, I'm looking up. Yeah, people are saying there's there's a, a English language uh, a board, and they're talking about my wife and I's seafood collaboration. Yeah, no, I just saw that and too. And some people say it's fine. It's no, they're not. It should be my phrase. it should be my uh, my wife's and my seafood collaboration. Right. There. But that's really interesting. But then interesting it goes to go back to between you and I. That gets to a point. In effect, that what we're doing is we're taking that entire uh, phrase, the 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 whole unit, and we're and we're making it possessive. In effect, that noun fra- and that's the problem with between you and me, or between you and I, because that's like a noun phrase. And one linguist, uh, a very prominent Harvard linguist, Steven Pinker, has argued for between you and I, you can say that because it's a noun phrase and it doesn't really. It doesn't. The I doesn't really matter in terms of the preposition. I guess you could argue the same thing here, but it's really ugly sounding. What fascinates me is I'm sure you guys have heard this: is how many people now throw in myself because you're not sure about me or I, so you figure that's the way around it. Have you guys heard that? Absolutely. Yeah, I use. I mean, I have to admit, I'm one of them because a lot of times I, I'm panicking and it's like, okay, myself. Just recently, when uh, Trump said between uh, something between you and I, or between France and I, or something like that. Macron said myself. Did you hear that or not? Yes, I did. That it's was D-Day. really interesting. So D-Day, he corrected uh, it. Ceremony. Yeah, he said myself, which I thought was really interesting. So tell us when it's okay to use myself. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I generally avoid it um, because of this problem, but I don't, I don't know what the rule is or when it should be used and when it shouldn't be used. More often than not, it's fine because you're just using it as if you're talking about Harry, say, or, or you know, or whomever. It, it just sounds a little stodgy, and it sounds, I think, that more than anything, it's just how it sounds. But is there any rule against it, Ross? I didn't, I didn't run across any, but I could well be wrong because I, I do use it personally because I'm so panicky now with me and I. Yeah, I don't, I, I, it's perfectly correct to say between you and myself, it, it's been frowned upon more in more recent years, but I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's uh, uh, it's in the accusative. You can use it in, in that sense. 
Oh, you, I mean, between you and myself is perfectly correct. I mean, obviously, there's a kind when you wouldn't. You wouldn't say myself will be there in a second. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, then you do sound. But I mean, now, and you wouldn't say like, okay, Fletcher, Ross, and myself are doing a podcast. So you're is, saying you would not say that? No, I don't think that sounds incorrect to me. Because that's that's an instance where I do often hear it. Yeah, that's. I'm just trying to think because that. Okay, wait a second. Okay, Fletcher, because I am I'm doing a podcast. So, I mean, that would definitely be... But though myself is just, just is, is the same as saying Fletcher, in effect, right? Well, you could say I myself will be at the... That's correct. I myself will be with Fletcher at the, uh, at the game. That's correct. Because the problem is, is you've got to take out everything. I'm just thinking, okay, Fletcher, Ross, and myself are doing a podcast right now. But you wouldn't say myself is doing a podcast right now. No, because... what. Actually, um, it's reflexive. It goes backwards to the to the speaker. Re uh, the self is reflexive, right. so it goes back to the speaker. I hurt myself. That's correct. I saw right. it happen myself. You can say for emphasis. I saw it happen. Oh, Macron okay. apparently said something like France stands with Trump and myself. No, it should be Trump and me. I'm sorry, I just made a mistake there. Let's go backwards. It should be me. Because it's reflexive. He said that, yeah, it was a meeting between you and myself. It should be the you, you between you and me. Because there's nothing, it's not reflecting not anything reflecting if you backwards. say myself in that it's, case. I just, and I, I was wrong when I said Macron said that. Macron just tried to, to, to uh, I'm not blaming Macron, he's a French speaker. I'm blaming us because we're English speakers all here, native, and we should be knowing <laughs> this. And, um, See, now the problem I have though is I don't really mind myself. I mean, I know it's incorrect. This is where you, you get into the vagaries of English again. I, it sets my teeth on edge to hear between you and I, but I don't have a problem with myself being used when you don't know whether you use you or I. I know it's wrong in certain cases, but it doesn't like thud on my ears with that, like, you know, horror. But and it also in that sense, I mean, it can be used for emphasis. I myself. Yeah, I myself as 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 we're, we're but as, there it's even reflexive too. It's referring back to myself. This is really one that I think we should do a little bit more research on and go back into it. No, because I I know myself is technically incorrect, but we go back to like we know we were just saying that the the I and me confusion. A lot of linguists say, oh, that's okay. I would argue that that drives me crazy, but the myself doesn't. Myself bothers me though because it is reflexive. And I and I just looked at what Macron said, and he didn't I, he didn't seem to say it in a reflexive sense. No. So uh, I think it should be. And if reflexive means you're the object of of what you're you're talking about. So right. So between you and myself, See, it doesn't bother me because myself to me is almost like him or her. But it's a reflexive problem. Oh, but it's, it's not, not him or her. Yeah, it's him between you and him. So technically, I mean, technically, it it. It sounds like it should be used reflexively, but in in a a more casual sense, uh, at least for Kathy, it, it's more okay in in other cases as well. That's how I feel, but but it is wrong. Yeah. Well, so this this is getting you know kind of to what to what we said at the very beginning, which is that uh, and 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 before we turn to the second half of that sentence that we that we started out with, it, it's getting a bit toward what we were talking about when we said that these things may be technically incorrect, but they they are acceptable, at least in conversation these days. Except for the fact that I think still between you and I, I think there are, there are a number, there are as many people, I keep hearing it, I don't like hearing it, and Kath said it grates on her as well, and she mentioned that uh, 
that uh, polling. So I think even though it, it may be seen as acceptable, I would advise not using it. And someone made the analogy mm -hmm. of a bunch of uh, at a fancy dinner with a, uh, about five spoons or five forks on either side. You can, of course, all those forks are easily being able to be used to be eat, you know, to eat something with. But if you're at a very fancy dinner and use the wrong fork, people are going to look at you. And I think if you're at a job interview or a, a big meeting or something like that, I think you're better off saying between you and me. But I think though a lot the problem is is you hear it so often. Like we said Donald Trump. I mean, when I was looking just for an example, was, I mean Bill Clinton, Obama, Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> and if, if you can't trust Chloe, who could you trust, right? I mean the the point is is everybody does say it. So so my question for you, Ross, is I kind of agree with you because I don't like it and I know it's wrong, but I wonder how many people would notice that you're using, in effect, the wrong fork when you say between you and I. Well, the only problem I have with that is you just said it. You mentioned the fact that uh, Trump said it, uh, Obama said it, Clinton said it. So obviously some people did notice it. Aha, good point. Well, let's turn to that second half with the, the whom. And again, the sentence was between you and I, which we've established should be between you and me. The second half is who is he talking to? And, and technically that should be whom. Right. Okay. But but again, it, it does sound certainly weird to say whom is he talking to as opposed to to whom is he talking. But either way, we, we agree that it ought to be whom. Um, however, this this is one that I... Uh, I deliberately break this rule often because it just sounds weird to say whom all the time. It, it sounds stodgy, and I think we've gotten to the point where communication-wise it doesn't matter, and most people don't notice one way or the other. I completely agree with you. The old system, old English had, was a, had a very complicated case system, as does Latin or as did Latin, as does Russian, as does Lithuanian or whatever. Those cases basically dropped off. I mean, the cases mean like where, what part of a sentence um, uh, the noun is in. You know, I hit him, I hit he, obviously he is wrong. Him is in the accusative case. Who whom has basically lost the cases. I don't think you need it anymore, and I wouldn't use it. I do use it, I can't help it, but I don't think it's wrong to not use it. A lot of people, back to the, that NPR um, uh, survey, I think that was, I think who and whom was number four on the list as to what irritated them. And I agree. I think that it's, it's, it's really nitpicky now. Um, that said, I had found an example. It was a graphic about Game of Thrones. And it was, um, it said, who had sex with who on Game of Thrones. And in that one, oddly enough, that's a case where I really prefer the whom. Who had sex with whom? I think it's much better than who had sex with who. But more often than not, and I don't know why, why that one particularly grates on my nerves. But normally I don't really care about the who or whom, even though I do use whom and sound quite stodgy often. <laughs> That's a really good one, Kath. I agree with you. Yeah, the example you just gave does sound better with whom. I I'm with you on that. It's just tough, though. I'm just trying to think why is who who slept with whom sound right as opposed to who slept with who? Why Why is that? Well, I think we were drilled. it was stuff. drilled into us when we were kids the whom and I think therefore we hear it and it's at the end of a sentence I hit him who slept with whom it's at the end I think it's more use it's more usual I to think have... you're right because it's the end when it's at the end you really hear it I think you're right yeah can I say for me it's not because I had whom drilled into my head because I never did but honestly it just sounds a little more final with that with that mm sound at the end it sounds it sounds like you're getting ready to say something else if you just say who slept with who it just doesn't sound like you finished your your 
sentence or your question. So for me, it's entirely an aesthetic thing, and it is entirely how it sounds rather than uh, rather than knowing that rule. I, I think you're right. Well, it's like like who who to follow on Twitter. It should be whom to follow, which sounds wrong. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. It's certain things. It's, it's part of it is not knowing the rule necessarily, but somehow to your ear, what what sounds what sounds quote correct unquote, even if it's incorrect in some cases. Well, I'm going to throw you out a a, a Harvard T-shirt. That's that's interesting. <laughs> I am for whomever beats Harvard. Oh my god. <laughs> that's actually wrong because it's a clause. So in that case, because uh, it's, it's who beats Harvard. I am for whom it's we, we're talking about pronouns following prepositions. And I said to Fletcher, you know, it's between him because it's for him, etc. But in this case, mm. I am for whom ever beats Harvard. No, because there's a clause. A clause is like a little sentence in itself. And it should be who beats Harvard. So therefore, it's whoever beats Harvard, not whomever. Right. Because you would say he beat Harvard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Him didn't beat Harvard. Myself beat Harvard. No. <laughs> the problem with grammar, though, all these prepositions and pronouns fly all about. But in that case, it both in both it should technically be and and correctly be whoever beats Harvard. I am for whoever beats Harvard, and I am for whoever beats Harvard because I went to Brown. <laughs> oh, can I throw one more out? And this is one of my pet peeves. Our mother used to say it, and my wife's father used to say it, and I never would say it. And I think it's getting really. Uh, Who's calling? Uh, who who is this on the phone? It is I. That I that drives me at the wall. Okay, Ross, do you want to know the truth? Guess who says it? You do. I do. Oh my gosh! I can't believe it. <laughs> I say it's me sometimes, but often I say it is I, and I hear myself saying it, and I I just want to beat myself about the head and shoulders. You know, <laughs> Fletcher, what do you say? Uh, I well, I mean. It, I would I I never would have said I know I would never say it is I that just sounds weird. I do say when someone calls and says, "May I speak to Fletcher?" I do say this is he. I do too. Mm-hmm. I just Me realized too. that. I, I mean, I don't say Fletcher. I say Ross in this case. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. But I do I actually do too. That's interesting. That comes from an old that tends to come seems to come from an old uh old grammar books of the 17 late 17 1800s which were latin based and in latin um with, with link copula or linking verbs uh being verbs have an effect a predicate nominative it's not an accusative so therefore it would be i not me etc so technically according to those grammar books you have to say it is i this is he but i think that uh, that's a rule that really relates back to latin i don't think you need to say that at all but mm. I do. I say mm. this is this is he. But I do say it's me. I, I violate the rule both ways. The interesting thing with the who and whom I was looking at is, I, I'm just looking at like the New Yorker recently. Well, last year had whom instead of who, twice. I'm seeing two different articles where it, uh, a woman in California called the police on three black women whom she thought were behaving suspiciously, and then another one something blah blah along with Mike Mark Judge whom. Ford says, watched Kavanaugh pin her down. And I'm wondering now, I, I mean, it could just be copy editing, because as we all know, there's not as many copy editors out there. Part, I'm wondering, though, whether people are, it, weirdly enough, hypercorrecting to whom, like they do with the I when it should be me. Does whom sound like more erudite? Does whom 
sound smarter or something. I think you're I right. Think those both are, I think they're egregious errors. I would have said who in both cases, but it does sound like they're hypercorrecting in that case. Yeah, it's just an odd one. Because that's just so, I mean, because who and whom we've all agreed that is one of those things that we can let drop pretty much. It's fine to use who instead of whom. And then you're finding whom being used when it should be who. It just seems very bizarre. It does. It sounds like they're they're just chucking in whom because it sounds like they know what they're talking about. And it sounds knowledgeable and intelligent. That's really interesting, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Like between you and I, I'm trying to find it like I make it completely wrong. Now I can't figure out how to get whom in there. Wrong. Between you and I, whom do they think they're... No, I'm not doing it either. Whom do they think they are? Between you and I, whom do they think they are, those New Yorker copy editors? Yeah, 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 that's it. You got it. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's newest book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works, and you can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. Kathy mentioned a couple times that NPR survey that listed people's biggest grammar pet peeves. And so I went and found it because I was pretty curious to see how many of them we've already covered here and whether we felt the same way. I'm not going to run through all of them because there are a few I'm hoping we get to at some point, and I don't want to give away my own opinion of any of it. But just for kicks, here are a few of them. Number 10 isn't even a grammar thing. Come on, public radio listeners. Number 10 is just people complaining that other people don't say you're welcome these days. They say no problem or sure or something else that's not you're welcome. Which, fine, but that wasn't the question. Number 8, lie versus lay. We did that one. Just last episode, in fact. My position is that almost no one knows the difference at this point, so I just don't really care if people get it wrong, although I do notice Go back and listen to episode 23 for a fun talk about that one and what are called strong verbs, which I didn't even know were a thing before we had that conversation. Number five, we got to this episode, who versus whom. Number four is the misuse of the word literally to mean figuratively, which I realize is changing, but I'm still really not okay with. It's confusing. They mean opposite things. Give me another 30 years and we'll see where I am with that one. And then number two, oh, number two. We actually hit this one two episodes ago. Go check out episode 22. It's people being bothered by starting a sentence with the word so. And this NPR poll came out in 2014, which we sort of pinpointed as being around when all the talk about so exploded. So I shouldn't be surprised it's so high up on the list. That said, I'm still all for it. Use so. Use it a lot. It's totally fine. But seriously, what the heck was it about 2014?